All right, let's bring on Sam Stavall, Chief Investment Strategist at CFRA Research. Welcome back, Sam. Hey, Mitch. Good to talk to you again. Definitely great to talk to you. I always appreciate you coming on and you give me a great outlook into the market. And that's what it's all about is trying to keep our audience in an inf informational edge. So let's first start talking. Of course, I've heard you mention about potentially retesting those June loans. Are you still in the camp? And if so, what kind of catalyst could take us down to those June lows? Well, actually, we're going through that uh, retesting process now. And on Tuesday afternoon, we closed above a very uh, important support level, uh, both in terms of price support and Fibonacci retracement level at around 3,900 on the S&P 500. So because that support level held, because we're getting stimulus from China, because I think a lot of the news about the Fed, about in inflation, et cetera, is already being factored into the market, I think we have to wait to see if maybe this 3,900 uh, retest ended up being a successful one, and therefore we continue to work our way higher. I, I, I saw that one, too. I was watching that FIB retracement there, a little golden mean for us there. And uh, we're going to keep watch on the emerging market trade and China trade. You just mentioned uh, kind of the stimulus and have, you know, investors ca crawling at both sides now. You know, a lot of people are still concerned about, you know, kind of geopolitical issues with China coming on up. But others are also looking at it as a massive opportunity. How do you see it, Sam? Well, I think that uh, you can't wait until all of the news is in before you start nibbling back into certain areas. When you re realize that over the last 15 years or more, uh, we the U.S. has outperformed the international benchmarks. Uh, and in particular, right now, the S&P 500 is trading, or I should say the uh, MSCI EFA is trading more than two standard deviations below its mean in terms of relative P.E. ratios. So whenever that group does turn, it probably will end up having a very nice move forward. Uh, in terms of China, well, they're certainly going overboard in terms of protectionism regarding COVID, et cetera. Uh, but at the same time, they're trying to revive their economy with stimulus packages, uh, cutting interest rates, et cetera. So uh, obviously what they want to, uh, in a sense, keep the hands on both pies. Now, one thing that I've been kind of considering is if the Fed would think about pivoting on, you know, the norm, which is what they've always said, inflation at 2%. You know, there was a time when we were trying to fight it to that 2%. Now we're trying to fight it back down to the 2%. Do you think there could potentially be a new norm set standard, maybe a 4%? Do you think that that could happen? Um, I think they're going to stick to their guns with the 2% uh, until uh, or unless they have a very, very hard time getting back down to 2%. Because if you recall, when they were having a very hard time getting up to 2%, then they sort of relaxed the rules a little bit to say that about 2% or, or so with over an extended period of time. So they were uh, sort of adjusting the level as well as adjusting the time frame. So maybe they do something like that going forward. But but I think that uh, with uh, the gasoline coming down as much as it is, uh, that we'll probably end up seeing only an 8% rise in headline CPI uh, when 
it reports on the 13th. And we're forecasting the year-on-year change to be only 5.9% by the end of this year and about 2.2% by the end of next year. So we will be coming down fairly quickly. Now, do you feel it's going to be too early to kind of call a new bull market until the Fed truly pivots or at least mentions pivots? Well, the definition, our definition anyway, of a new bull market is a 20% advance off of the prior bear market low. But there's a caveat. You've got to not set a new low uh, within six months, meaning back in November, December, January of 2008, 2009, we did have a more than 20% advance only to turn right around again and hit an even lower low on March 9th of 2009. So that 20% advance, I don't regard as a new bull market. Uh, So we've got to have a 20% advance and remain above the old low for at least six months uh, before I say that we are truly in a new bull market. That said, we have gone uh, more than 50%. We've retraced more than 50% of the bear market decline as of August 12th. And history says, but obviously does not guarantee, that whenever we have retraced 50% of a bear market move, uh, we have never gone back to to make a lower low. Like they say, you know, uh, history doesn't repeat, but sometimes rhymes, right? Um, now, one thing that I want to start talking about, of course, is energy. And I think this is going to be the big focus. I mean, because at the end of the day, if energy keeps spiking, what will happen to inflation? How do you see oil and natural gas situation going into winter? Well, first off, I think we need to differentiate between energy and energy stocks. Uh, energy stocks are trading at a 55% discount to its long-term P.E. ratio, even after the 40-plus percent move that we saw this year. So these stocks are still very much undervalued. And even if we end up at oil prices at $80 a barrel, these companies can make an awful lot of money uh, based on that oil price. I think that there will continue to be nervousness regarding Europe, regarding their gas reserves uh, and how cold the the winter will likely be, et cetera. Uh, But I I think that they are making headway in terms of uh, preparing themselves for that eventuality. So while we could end up seeing oil prices gravitate back up toward $100 per barrel, we don't see it staying meaningfully above that level. Now, I just want to give you the floor, Sam, to go ahead and maybe mention some thoughts and and some of the things that we should be focusing on as investors. What do you see out there that maybe some investors are just missing? Well, I think that you want to take advantage of opportunities. Um, Looking at those sub-industries within the S&P 1500, that's the 500 plus mid-cap plus small-cap indices, looking at those groups that are more uh, than two standard deviations below their mean in terms of where they are now versus their 200-day moving average. So areas like casinos and gaming, like internet and direct marketing retail, uh, auto parts, application software, these are areas that, in a sense, because they have been priced to go out of business but have not, they represent a a good trading opportunity going forward. And we do have buy recommendations on many of the stocks within those sub-industries. Well, thank you for coming on. Like always, Sam Staval, Chief Investment Strategist at CFRA Research. Appreciate you always. And we'll have you back on, Sam. Thanks, Mitch. Have a great one.